try to do this thing. This is just Coos. And uh, my name is Coos. Uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. This is something I'm going to do a little different over the summer here. Uh, something a little special. Got some equipment set up at home. It might sound a little uh, a little different. I'm not sure if it sounds worse or better than the Mike Coos podcast from last year. Or from the Mike and Matt podcast. I don't know how it sounds. Hopefully it sounds okay. See, I got all kinds of new stuff to mess with here today. So, uh, I'm hoping it doesn't sound too terrible. And So, this is just a podcast that I'm going to do here every week. I'm still going to do uh, the Mike and Matt podcast, which gets uh, more downloads than I think it deserves. That I do with my buddy Matt. <clears throat> but, uh, this is just something I'm going to do by myself. Because I feel like I have a lot to express. This is something I, I look at this as sort of uh, treatment therapy for myself. I, I feel like I need to talk. And uh, I talk, you know, to my family a lot. and talk to my friends a lot. Talk to my wife a lot. And I think she's pretty much going to murder me. So I need to get in here. It's just I, I have a lot to deal with, in case you couldn't tell. So, but things are going very well with the missus. Thank you for asking. And I feel pretty good about this summer. I just got back from the beach and something happened to me that's never happened to me before. And uh, I'll explain what that is later on. It's never happened to me. It's something I thought might happen eventually. And it happened to me at the beach this weekend with the family. Wasn't the best weekend to go to the beach, gotta be honest. Uh, It was rained all weekend. It was one of those things that I, I didn't want to believe was going to happen. <clears throat> Let me turn the light on. I don't know if I want the light on or off while I do this. By the way, this is just going to be called Coos. And that uh, it's just me. My buddy uh, Matt is not here. Don is not here. Nobody's here but me. And my box of... Where'd it go? My box of Liberty Creek Chardonnay, right from California. A box, literally. See? You can't tell it's empty. Uh, so welcome to the first episode of Coos. And uh, we're going to do it throughout the summer, and it's just going to be me just unloading. So I, I feel good about this summer coming up here. Uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to, including no baseball for my kids and no school. More importantly, the baseball thing. I'm not. I. This is our fifth season of Little League. My sons Max and Luke. Max is six. Luke is three. They both play. So I've officially. This is a big announcement here. I've officially retired. From coaching Little League. I, I can't do it. And I and I feel so free and so relaxed that I don't have to show up and be in charge of anything when it comes to Little League from my kid. And uh, there's a reason why I retired from uh, being a Little League coach, and it has to do with my last manager of our team. And I know he's probably gonna, not going to listen to this, and I wish he would. So I know what you're probably thinking right now. What 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 could somebody do to Coos? What I mean, I I I kind of get along with everybody. I feel like when I meet you, I'm sort of shy at first, and then I, if we hang out again, I'll warm up to you, and I I get along with everybody. At least after a couple, you know, interactions, I get along with people. Except for the last coach of my son's baseball team. I don't know why, really, that he didn't like me. I can't think of a reason. I mean, I am kind of awesome. I got to be honest with you. I don't think if I came across me, I'd be like, I want to hang out with you. Cool, dude. Let's hang out. I, I just think I'm easy to get along with. I'm very laid back. I'm sort of paranoid now that I have kids. I got to be honest. I'm a little paranoid about things. I worry about everything. Other than that, I'm really laid back. So this guy is just—I don't know. He, I, you know, 
honestly, what I think it was is there is a a click that forms. If you're involved in Little League or, or Pony Baseball, which is what we do, there's a click. And the click develops within the Spanish community, which I have a lot of Spanish friends. And if you don't speak Spanish around these guys, you're persona non grata. I hope that means you don't exist, basically. So these guys would just talk Spanish. I mean, really, I, I'm like, wait a minute. Did they just say coos and then douchebag? I think they're talking about me. I think. His kid? Oh, he can't catch it. Wait, wait, what? I'm pretty sure you just said my kid can't catch. Why didn't you say that part in Spanish? They sort of almost leave out some parts so you can hear it. I mean, it's all, I'm like Mr. Conspiracy now. I think they're all out to get me. So there's a one, re- I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I just went, this is what Coos is going to be all about. Yeah, I wish I could come up with a better name. This is what it's going to be all about, me ranting. This isn't really a rant, but I'm kind of annoyed about how I was treated as a coach of a Little League slash Pony Baseball team. This is why, let me give you the scenario right now of of why I left. So I wish I could get some, oh, maybe, hang on. So I, I have my new little equipment here. And I might be able to get a baseball atmosphere going here. So it's like we're at a baseball game because this is how it went down, okay? So so we're at a baseball game. This isn't... This isn't... Okay, there wasn't exactly this many people at the game. But this is all I could find. <laughs> all right, so we're at the game, right? And, and what I got... Uh, I got assigned to coach first base. So I'm coaching first base, okay? So this is me. I'm on first base. I'm not really sure what to do. But when the kid hits it, I go, okay, uh, hang on. Don't go. Stay here. You know, it's not like I get, I'm get. i given directions as what to do in, the, in these situations. These people don't know. They don't know. So here's what happened. This is, this is the point where I decided to retire as the coach. There is a hit, a pop fly, if you will, right to center field. Oh, there it is. Center field. Oh, there's a pop fly. So what do I do? I tell the kid on first base, I go, hang on, tag up, tag up. Don't go, don't go. And then you know what I thought to myself? I go, this kid is not going to catch this ball. The kid in center field because he was, you know, I don't want to, I mean, the big fat kid, you know, he's not going to catch the ball. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, so big fat kid in center field is not going to catch the ball. I'm going to send this runner. If you don't know baseball how it works, you're supposed to tag up. I send the kid. The fat kid catches the ball. I told him not to tag up. I didn't, you know. That's right, and he is out. Fat kid threw him out. So the kid on our team got thrown out. Because I told him not to tag up. I didn't think the big cat, the big fat kid. I'm, I'm all confused by these kids. The fat kid caught it in the outfield. The kid on our team was supposed to tag up. I didn't tell him to tag up. I told him to go. Thinking that the big fat kid in center field won't catch it. He caught the ball. Threw him out. So, I, you know, I feel stupid. I feel dumb. It's my bad. You know, I thought the kid, I, I really honestly thought the kid was not going to catch the ball. There's no way, right? He's way overweight. The kid, every time I see him, he's eating 20 chicken nuggets or more. He's not going to catch the ball. You know what, or, uh, I think it was, uh, I can't think of the kid. But I, I said, just go. Forget it. You don't need to tag up. Boom. Catches the ball. Kick is thrown out. So the manager of the team, and I won't say his name, what he does is he looks at me as the first base coach, and he was the pitcher. He was the one pitching the ball. 
he looks at me and he goes, and this is no exaggeration as to how this guy treated me. Okay. So I'm going to put the microphone right here. I'm going to go over here and this is what he did to me. Okay. He goes, what? What the hell did you say to goose? What are you doing? That's all it takes for me to walk off the field, which is what I did. I walked right off the field. And I didn't feel bad about it either. And and my wife, Kim, is like, what are you doing? You can't just walk off the field. And my parents are all pissed at me. Guess what? I will not be yelled at. By this guy. It's just not going to happen. I would rather be the parent in the in the bleachers, watching the game, enjoying myself, having a couple cocktails, relaxing, than being the parent on the field getting treated like a little bitch boy by some loser, Hammenager, who thinks because he's finally been put in a, in, in a position to uh, be in charge of a team, he could treat the coaches like crap. Sorry. Sorry. But not me, man. You will not treat me like that, sir. So I walked off the field. I just walked right off. I said, all right, that's cool. I'm just going to go sit over here. All right. And now I am a officially retired coach. From Pony Baseball, baby. That's it. I'm retired. I, I won't do it again. These these parents are way too involved. They're way too into it. Stop. Your kid's not going to be in the majors. He's just not. Do you, it's, how do these, kid, these parents not understand? They're not going to be in the majors. Those kids are few and far between. There's one at Forest Hills right now. He's probably going to be in the majors. And there's a difference. You know, you see that kid play, you go, okay. But no, not your kid. So that's why I feel so relaxed right now. Not only did I finish my box of Chardonnay, but I'm officially retired from baseball at the tender age of 38. So, you know. I don't know. I feel pretty good about that. You know, I, I felt a lot of pressure. Like, I, I don't need kids looking up to me for any reason at all. And I don't need to be expected to show up 10 minutes early to baseball practice. I want to be 10 minutes late. So that's it. That's why I'm so relaxed right now. No more baseball. My kid still loves it, I, I guess. I don't know. I tried to get him pumped up to go, you know, do some swings and do some throws and blah, blah, blah. All he wants to do is fish. He he loves fishing. The problem is there's no money in fishing at all. Unless you're, you know, a super bass fisherman guy and you make, a, you know, a million dollars a year of fish. There's no money in fishing. Granted, he's not going to be a, a baseball player either. You just know at this age, if you're listening to this podcast, you know thinking about your kid that's playing baseball, you know he's not going to be a, a major leaguer. He's just not. I want I want Max and Luke to be in baseball because I want them to learn about sportsmanship and I want them to make friends, and that's where I made all my friends. So that's that's what I'm, what I'm shooting for. But these parents these days, man, they are so serious. Yelling? Are you going to yell at me? Oh no no! Only my only my wife can yell at me. That's it. Maybe my dad. My dad yells at me so much. He's he's getting to the age I think where he's like the curmudgeon because we'll go fishing, and he's never backed up a boat in his life, and I'm I've done it a hundred times. Michael, what are you doing? No no no! You're gonna hit the. Come on, Dad. So I get yelled at. That's fine. 
My, my, my father, a man I respect and love, can yell at me all, he's, all, all he wants. My wife, a woman who I am deeply in love with and I will do anything for, you know, can yell at me. But mm-hmm, the coach will not yell at me. No, sir. Even though you did in front of everybody and made me look like a real dick. I walked off the field, and I think I went in the end. So, yeah. So that's the beginning of the summer. No baseball to worry about ever again, honestly, because I'm done with that sport. Uh, and I have a uh, – <laughs> I had a – I'm so tired of flying. I got to be honest. I, I can't do it anymore. I can't fly anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the people. So I have I have some um travel stories coming up. Uh me and my kids we went fishing recently like I told you my son Max is really obsessed with fishing. He'd rather fish than do anything else. He doesn't want to play baseball. He doesn't want to, you know, ride a bicycle. He has no interest in riding a bicycle. He wants to fish all day long. So I took my and I'm just going to tell you this real quickly because I gave you a little hint earlier that something happened to me recently that's never happened to me before, and I I knew it was going to happen eventually, and uh, and it happened when I was on the boat with my kids. So we're we planned this big, we we were supposed to do this two months ago. Take the weekend and take the kids on the boat. Uh, just take it as an opportunity to go have some fun with the family. I, I get the kids all riled up. I'm like, you guys ready to go? You guys ready to go fishing? Oh, it's going to be the best. Yeah. Go to trim the motor up. <laughs> Nothing. So two months ago, the boat broke. Of course. Why would you own a boat? You know, the best boat. What's this saying? Who am I, who am I even talking to? I'm talking to myself. But that saying... That all those boat guys say, isn't the best boat to have is your friend's boat. <laughs> no, actually, owning a boat is pretty awesome. And it's fun. You just got to, you know, you got to you treat it really well, which is, I'm I'm bad at that. I'm taking the light off. I'm doing this in the dark. So I'm not good at uh, taking care of the boat. It's just, I'm I'm just not good at it. You know, when, when we come back, I'll wash it and I'll... Rinse out the motor and all that stuff. But I'm not good at taking care of the boat. So I got the kids all excited about taking the boat out. And then when it comes down to it, we're all ready to go. The boat's loaded up. The trim on the motor broke. Fast forward two months later, we had the boat fixed. It was a pain in the ass. Uh, but we have it fixed. Uh, and, and we took the boys out fishing. And uh, we're parked out over a flat over by Rocky Creek in Upper Tampa Bay. And I just, I, I wanted to get out. I wanted to get in the water. So I get in the water and Max casts out and he catches a catfish. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get it for you. So I get the catfish and it's sort of the hook. If you've never caught a catfish, it's junk fish. You don't want it. You know, you want to throw it back. They have poisonous barbs and dorsal fins or whatever. So if you get poked by them, it's going to suck. I've never, I've caught hundreds of catfish, never been poked. And uh, this time, I'm out with my sons and my wife, and I'm getting the catfish off of the hook, and the hook sort of slips in his lip. Where it's not in the muscle, it's just in the fatty part of his lip. And he slips, and man, he hooked me. Not hooked me, but he barbed me with his side fin right in my middle finger of my right hand. And immediately I go, oh my God. Okay. I got barbed right in the finger. And it didn't hurt at first. It uh, sort of just felt like a jig head getting stuck in your finger. And I go, ow, 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 I got, I got, I got hit like that. So I know that it's not as bad as a stingray. 
Stingrays, my buddy got hit by one in the toe, and he was, I mean, what a girl. Seriously. So I'm thinking to myself, this should really hurt worse, right? It's in my knuckle, and, and, and it's a catfish, and I've always heard how terrible, right when I'm thinking that? What the, what the fuck? Like a shooting pain. In my finger that I've, I, I, it's terrible. Just pain, just fire. Like my hand was on fire. So I go, oh, there it is. <laughs> that's why it sucks so bad. And here's the thing that's crazy is my son Luke is looking at me. And and I know I'm not, I'm, a, I'm sort of a dweeb, you know. But my kids look up to me, okay? And I, and I like to keep it that way. I want to be tough in front of my kids. So my son see the blood coming out of my knuckle. And they're like, Daddy, are you okay? Look at all the blood. And the three-year-old is like, Daddy, blood, so much blood. And, and I was bleeding a lot. So I'm just sitting there like, I'm fine, I'm fine, Jesus Christ. No, so this is hurt. So I'm sitting there trying to act like a tough guy in front of my kids. Like, why am I afraid to show them that I'm in pain? I don't know. But I didn't want them to see me in pain. But, oh, my God, this killed. Catfish suck. This thing was so smart, and it was big. And it, drew, and, it and I swear to God, ever since then, I've had, had a sort of pain in my upper arm. I think I got an infection, maybe. The paranoia again. But seriously, man, this thing popped me, and it was smart, and it knew exactly where. He's like, oh, wait a minute. His hook is a little, oh, I'm going to get, bah, and then just nailed me right in the, right in the knuckle. And the pain for five minutes at least, man, there is, the pain I can't explain. Almost like your hand's on fire. It's weird. And then it goes away, and I was fine, and we fished for another three hours. But that's something I've never experienced, ever. Getting popped by a catfish, and if you live in Tampa Bay and you have, as long as I have, eventually... You're going to get popped by a, a catfish or a stingray. You know, the whole stingray shuffle doesn't work. I don't know. I know that people in my family have gotten hit by a stingray, and they are they say it's awful. So I don't, I don't want to experience it. And if I do, piss on me immediately. I heard that's, that's what makes it feel better. So, yes, a big summer, big summer ahead. And yeah, started out getting yelled at by a uh, Spanish baseball coach and then getting a barb in my knuckle from a catfish. Going to be a good summer. <laughs> huh? Oh, great. Let's take a uh, quick one here. It's the Coos Show, or it's just Coos. Yeah, it's Coos. Quick break. Log on to froggycoos at yahoo.com, or that's the uh, where you can send me your emails. Or on iTunes, type in Mike Coos Podcast. Picture yourself in a living room. Your pipe and slippers set out for you I know you think that it ain't too far But I I hear a call of a lifetime ring Felt the need to get up for it Now I'm cut out the middle man Get free from the middle man You got no time for the messenger Got no regard for the thing that you don't understand that's why you will not survive I wanna forget how convention fits mm, But can I get out from under it? And I got it out of me oh, It can't all be wet and cake It can't all be boiled away 
I try but I can't let go of it Can't let go of it Uh-huh Cause you don't talk to the water boy And there's so much you could learn But you don't wanna know You will not back up an inch of it That's why you will not survive Tell you now, it may not go over well. Oh, and it may not be thought of why. No way that I spell it out. But you won't hear from the messenger. Don't wanna know about something that you don't understand. You got no fear of the underdog. That's why you will not survive. Right? going on it is coos and uh if you haven't downloaded our uh latest episode go to itunes type in mike coos k-o-o-z or mike and matt podcast gotta be honest i uh say gotta be honest a lot and i know i do but i gotta be honest i don't care no I, I'm so sick of traveling, and I've never had to travel before, but ever since I uh, the, the MJ Morning Show ended, I've had to do a lot of traveling, and it's because of the business I'm in now, and I, man, I've been on a lot of planes over the last six years, and a lot of planes. And the thing when it comes to planes and and going to your terminal and flying and traveling is you're going to have to deal with the reality that it's going to be annoying. People are going to be annoying. The flight's going to be annoying. The person next to you is going to be annoying. And man, was I overwhelmed with annoying my last trip. It all started at the terminal, uh, and this guy was so, and I was walking up to my, it was like C3 or something. So I, I'm walking up, and of course, I'm always trying to look for the the charger plug, which Tampa International Airport has them everywhere now. So you don't really have to look hard. And then you have to look for crazy people. Do I want to sit? You can never sit right next to the person. There has to be at least one seat in between you and the person next to you at the terminal. And I sat next to this, not next to, but there was one seat in between us, and it was this crazy guy. He had to have been about 27, 28. And I sat next to him, and there was nobody next to me because I got there early. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'll just sit here because I think the odds are pretty good that this guy's not going to talk to me. I don't, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to listen to you know my podcasts that I, I listen to, and that's it. Wait for my flight. So this guy comes back. He, he leaves for a little bit, and I get excited because I thought he was gone. But he comes back and he sits in the same seat, two seats over from me. He had a PDQ. Sorry, I just burped. I had the courtesy, just to let you know, I had the courtesy to take the mic off while I burped. So he, he got PDQ, he came back, he sat one seat next to me, 
And you could tell that he was sort of doing this thing where he was talking to himself, but he would do it towards me. So he was trying to initiate a conversation, which I ignored as long as I could. But he's sitting there and he's like, oh, I can't believe. So he has one earbud in in the right ear, none in the left ear. I was on his left side. So he was trying to initiate a conversation. Obviously. I mean, it's so obvious. So he's listening to something, and he's like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Just ignoring him. He's saying that towards me. You know what I'm saying, dude? And I'm like, I know he's trying to talk to me, and I don't want to talk to him. And I feel bad because I'm not a jerk, but I am. But I don't want to be. Meanwhile, the guy next to me, oh, you know what? You know, Can you believe these lightning? <laughs> and this is when the lightning were in the early stages of the playoffs. So finally I give in and I go, yeah, right? I look towards him and he's like, yeah, so Stan Cousin, he starts laying in all these lightning facts on me. I'm like, oh, Jesus, come on. I don't want to talk to you. He's like, do you follow the lightning? And I go, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from Tampa and, you know, I don't really care. You know, I'm going to go out to Philadelphia. He was flying to Philadelphia to go, I think, I don't know. I wanted to be a man and be like, oh, the Lightning were playing in Philadelphia. I think the Lightning were playing Philadelphia. But he was going out to Philly. He's like, you know what? You follow the Rays? And I'm like, I guess, you know, God, just just don't talk to me. So now the floodgates are open. This weirdo creep, like, he, had, he was 27, 28. He had weird shoulders. He had a big head. Obviously, he was weird. So he's all comfortable with me. And so I was given a decision. What do I do? Do I sit here and be nice to this person who obviously has mental issues? Because he knew everything about Tampa Bay sports. He's bringing up to me about the Buccaneer. Hey, do you know? remember, remember 1996 and the Buccaneers? You remember that? No. Your head is gigantic. This guy's head was just... And I feel bad. I don't want to be mean, but the guy's head was just if he had if he head butted me, I think I would have my head would have exploded immediately. I mean, just a weirdo. And I don't want to be mean, but dude, what a creep. So he's he's talking to me about Tampa Bay sports. I remember he Culver House. You remember Culver House? Was it Culver House? I don't I don't even know. But all kinds of crap. So here's the so I'm thinking to myself, what do I do here? Do I just sit here for another 45, 50 minutes with this complete weirdo and act like I'm interested in what he's saying? Or do I do the whole, uh, I'm just going to grab my bag and get up and I'm going to go to the restroom and then come back and and keep away from this creep. What would you do? Think to yourself right now, what would you do? When I'm getting ready for a a three-day convention that I'm not excited about and I'm getting ready to fly out to Indianapolis for this convention, I'm not in the mood to talk to big-headed guy about Tampa Bay sports. I'm just not. But this guy, you know, he's not all there, so he's like, I'll talk about sports all day. Screw sports. I'm not in the best mood right now, dude. I'm stuck at the airport next to you and your breath and your little people, big world teeth. So I got up and I walked away. Here's the best part. An old lady and her daughter sat next to the guy, right next to him, and took up all the awkwardness that would have been left on me when I went and and came back. And he was, if he would have still been next to an empty chair, oh, God. Just would have been awkward. Luckily, this dumb old woman and her dumb daughter sat next to this guy. And he goes, Now you follow Tampa Bay sports, do you? Let's talk about the line in 1995. Holy cow. The last thing I want to do. Now my mission is don't sit anywhere or sit Next to this creep. 
Don't sit anywhere near them. So that was my mission. That that's that's the first person I came across that annoyed me. This God, he was so weird. And his breath, I could smell it from one chair away. You know, you have the the courtesy chair in between you. This kid's breath was, oh my God. I mean, you could care about Tampa Bay sports. How about you care about Tampa Bay dentists and go get your freaking gingivitis fixed? As Fester used to say, I think he brushes his teeth with a turd. So that was the first very annoying person I came across traveling. Then I get on the flight. Now it was Southwest, so you do your best to try to figure out who you're going to sit next to, where are you going to go. What I do is I try to check in early. I was B-17. I, I was able to get an a, uh, aisle seat. Yeah, aisle. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Aisle seat. A lot of the times, if you get the aisle seat on Southwest, you know, people aren't going to want to sit in the window. And then, you know, if there's five people below capacity, you're going to get a free seat. That's what I've learned. So I get a free seat. Worked out perfectly. But a relatively good-looking female decided to sit on the window seat in my row. Now, she wasn't, and I never get stuck with the normal people, ever. It's always some weirdo with big teeth and a big head talking about Tampa Bay sports or some fat guy who's like 500 pounds. Always, I get terrible people in my row when I fly. Now, this girl wasn't terrible. She was sort of skinny. Maybe a little talkative. I I hope not. I don't know. I'll tell you about her um, coming up next. It didn't... (laughs) I mean, how many weird people are there? How many mentally weird people are there? Because I come across them all the time when I'm flying. So I'm going to tell you about her uh, coming up. Also, in Indianapolis, my room service guy... I'm pretty sure he wanted to bang me. I'm pretty sure. Again, I think these are all signs I'm not meant to be not meant to be on the road. I shouldn't be traveling. So we'll get to that and much more next. It is coos. Don't move.
folks, local natives, I saw you close your eyes. A lot of people ask about the music we play here. And uh, I want to let you know. Good stuff. It is uh, Coos. Please download the podcast on iTunes. You can look it up in a couple different ways. You can type in K-O-O-Z podcast. You can type in Mike Coos podcast. You can type in Mike and Matt podcast. Uh, this is the uh, this is the only me podcast. This is where I come in. I could vent. Got some new equipment, so I have the stuff very available, which is nice. Wanted to tell you uh, before the uh, little break there. I wanted to tell you about the girl that I got sat next to in my row. At least she was uh, in the window. I was on the aisle. Like I told you, I always get stuck. Are stuck next to the big fat person or the weird person, like the guy in the terminal, uh, talking to me about the history of Tampa Bay sports. And obviously, I think he was a little bit of a rain man because he knew everything about everything when it came to the Lightning, the Rays, um, the Bucks, the Rowdies, everybody. The guy wanted to talk about everybody. And he caused me to get up and walk away, which I don't feel bad about. So the girl on the actual plane who sat next to me was pretty good looking. She wasn't terrible looking. She was cute. She was skinny. She wasn't going to be an issue, I thought. Till she uh, kept on trying to start a conversation with me. And I don't know why these people do this. It's not like I'm a good looking guy. I'm horrible. And I, I purposely give a scowl, if you will, so you don't talk to me. But this girl felt the need. So I, I felt it coming on. She was sort of doing the, oh, okay, let me put on my seat buckle. Can you believe these seat buckles or so? Um, okay, so is she going like, to, trying to talk to me. Like, don't you want to be alone? Why are you so like insistent on talking to me. I have nothing going on, Toots. Nothing. So she kept on going on and on. Okay. I put my earbuds in. That's my defense mechanism. I like to put my earbuds in and my sunglasses on. I, I went both routes. I put my sunglasses on, earbuds in. That should tell you alone. Do not talk to me. I'm not here to talk. I'm here to hopefully survive this flight in this metal death tube, get to my destination, get through three days of absolute hell, come back safe and alive. Insane. But she she just wants to talk. So I go, what's that? What would you say? And I moved my, you couldn't really see it, but I moved my earbud to the side because she was talking to me as I was listening to, not music, white noise. That's my secret. If you're on a plane, put on one of those apps for your babies to go to sleep to. White noise. It's like this. That's what I listen to on a plane. But crazy chick won't let me. That's what I hear through the white noise I'm trying to rest to. So I go, uh, yeah, you talking to me? And I move my thing to the side. And we're on Southwest, okay? So strap in, kids, because this is a good one. She goes to me, hey, keep an eye on me. I don't want to get sucked through the window. So what do you do? Uh, what do I do? I fake laugh is what I do. <laughs> and my fake laugh is way over the top because I want people to feel good. Because, again, she can't be all there. I'm in sunglasses. I have the earbuds on. That says don't don't bring up chat. Don't bring up conversation. But still, man, she insists. So I give her the biggest laugh she's ever had. Hey, uh, don't get sucked through the window. <laughs> I really, that's good. Because the girl got sucked through the window. That's funny. So I tried to make her feel better. 
This happened about 10 more times throughout the flight with random things. I like to order a full can of Sprite during um, when they give you the crappy little drink service. I go, can I get a full can? Thanks. Put my earbud back in. Jesus, here she goes again. Really? What? Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up? You can order a full can of Sprite? Can you order a full can of anything? So she decides to ask me about that. Yeah, you can order a full can. Just ask. Now, here's the thing about this girl that I noticed that really made me hate her guts. Okay, It wasn't that she just kept on interrupting me when I was trying to listen to white noise instead of her gums flapping. Here's the thing. Um, as I'm relaxing, I'm just sort of looking over, and I, I look towards her legs. She had sort of a skirt on. Not really, I guess. I, I needed something to look at. So I think to myself, this this nuisance next to me is, I guess she's good looking. I guess I'll try to f- look at something on her to get me through the, the, the horrendous minutes. I'll look at her legs. She's in a little dress. Terrible. I swear she was wearing Birkenstocks with no nail polish. Gross. But still, I need something to look at to get me through the flight. Granted, she's in Birkenstocks and no no nail polish, which... If you don't have nail polish on your toes and you're a woman, don't talk to me. Don't. She had... <laughs> she must have been a feminist, a hippie, something. She had hairy legs. She had hairy legs. Hairy. Now, they weren't long hairy, but I noticed as the sun hit the window of the airplane in a certain way it reflected off the hairs on her legs no they weren't long they also weren't shaved they were there so i saw that and that immediately just disgusts me what are you doing you're getting on a flight and you're gonna wear a dress and you're not gonna i feel sick just thinking about it uh i'm gonna pee how do you not shave your toenails or your toenails? What am I talking about? Shave your legs or paint your toenails? I, I like. I feel. I feel nauseous. How do you not shave your toenails or paint your legs? <laughs> Get it? So this girl had hairy legs. The audacity to keep talking to somebody over and over and over and over again when they had earbuds in and, and eyeglasses or uh, sunglasses on it, at least. Just get a hint. Don't talk to people with earbuds and sunglasses in, especially if you have hairy legs and unpainted toenails. These are the things that drive me nuts. This is why I shouldn't be traveling. I'm so tired of it. What will it take to sit next to somebody who just will not talk to me, be attractive, have decent breath, and not annoy me, and just be, you know, a, a good person to sit next to me. It just doesn't happen. It's always a mess. It's always some fat guy. It's always some stinky. Oh, my God. I was in the terminal all alone. I forgot about this girl. I've never smelled anybody more musty in my life. I'm talking must. Attic must. Basement. Flooded basement, you just discovered it, dead cat, somewhere in the mix, must, sat right next to me in the terminal. What are you doing? Did you not shower? She had a, she she was white, pasty, tattoos all over her body, which I like sometimes, unless you have a stink coming off of you, like she did. Just the, the gall. Just just shower. That's all. Just just shower. Realize that you're going to be on a plane. You might want to you want you might want to demust yourself. Jesus Christ. If you haven't noticed, I'm tired of flying. <laughs> Holy cow.
So that's the thing about the girl flying next to me. She had hairy legs, which, wow. I mean, what year is this? What are you doing? Hairy legs, honestly? Ugh. It's just a travesty. It really is. So um, that's just the airplane part of my travels. Let me tell you what happened at the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's Indianapolis, and um, Ubers can't get you quite up to the hotel when the vice president's in town. Thanks a lot, prick. Jesus. I had to get dropped off a block away from my hotel because Pence is in town in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. Great. Thank you. So the Uber drops me off in front of my hotel, but it wasn't the front of my hotel. It was the front of a hotel a block away. So I am at midnight like a dunce walking down the street with my little backpack. Look at my little knapsack with all my computer stuff and then a a rolling luggage suitcase walking down the street of downtown Indianapolis, whatever the hell street it was. Holy cow. You can't. It took me 30 minutes to get to the hotel. 30. This is my life. And I know a lot of you people go through this. But life shouldn't be this difficult. The feeling you get when you get to your hotel at midnight, wet because it's raining, after a 30-minute walk because the vice president was in town. I can't tell you the feeling of depression that you get knowing that you're going to have to get up in five hours to get ready for a convention where you're going to sit there pinching and twisting your nutsack for 10 hours a day. Oh, my God. Oh, that's why I need this this podcast, right? So I need it. Jesus Christmas, I can't even take it. It's just, it, it's insane. It's, it's insane. So I obviously ordered a bottle of wine immediately when I got to the hotel room. And boy, do I have a story about room service. The room service, you would think. Can I get to a hotel room and just order a bottle of uh, wine and maybe some horrible chicken wings that are nothing but fat? No. The room service guy has to, I'm pretty sure, come on to me. I'm pretty sure. Numerous times. I'll explain next. It's Coos. Download on iTunes. K-O-O-Z.
Coos. What's going on? Uh, go ahead and uh, download the podcast. Go to iTunes, M-I-K-E-K-O-O-Z, or uh, Mike and Matt Podcast. Go ahead and check it out, or just type in K-O-O-Z Podcast. It'll all come up. And I got to uh, tell you about uh, what happened to me because I, I feel like I was uh, hit on numerous times by a a guy doing room service, like a room service waiter, I guess, which was, he was obviously a gay guy. And this is when I was in Indianapolis last week for a convention. And, and I don't like to go out with these guys afterwards and get hammered and go to dinner. I just don't. I, after the convention, I want to go back to the room and I want to watch Ancient Aliens or do whatever. I want to be by myself. So I came back to the room on the first night and I ordered a bottle of wine. <laughs> That's the first thing I ordered. I go, I'm just going to have a little wine and then in, in a couple hours, you know, I'll watch some Big Bang Theory. What a loser. And I'll, I'll order uh, dinner. So I order the wine. The guy comes up. He goes, room service. Okay, let me open it up here. Oh, here's their wine. Oh, thank you. And when I ordered the wine, they asked me how many glasses I wanted. And I wasn't really thinking that, you know, these guys are going to think I'm a little loser. I'm going to say two, you know, so I don't think I'm drinking by myself. So I wasn't thinking like that, so I said one. That's it, just me. <laughs> so uh, he said, okay, and then he brought me up the wine, and he said a little comment about just drinking the wine with one glass. And he says, oh, you're just enjoying this by yourself? So he says that to me. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, what do I say? If I say, yeah, he's going to think I'm, you know, I, I don't know. Is he going to think I'm, like, opening the door for him to just hang out with me? So I lied. I lied to him. I said, no, you know, actually, you know what? I need another glass. Can you bring me another one? And he goes, oh, really? I go, yeah, my uh, my wife is, uh, she's at a convention, <laughs> so she's coming soon. Oh, seriously? So I sent him down to get me another glass, knowing full well that I don't need it. But I, for some reason, I care about what this guy thinks of me, and, and I really don't want him to come on to me, which he probably won't. This is what, why am I, this is craziness right now. That I'm, I guess I'm insecure. I don't know. But literally, I felt like this guy's going to judge me and possibly hit on me if I tell him that I'm only having, I only need one glass for this bottle. But what was he going to say? Oh, really? Just the one glass? Well, listen here, mister. Maybe I'll just stick around. Probably not. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, God, this guy's going to like, you know probably hit on me because I'm almost 40 and horrendous looking. Obviously, he's going to be interested. I'm going to lie to him until my wife is here. Now, you know what? Go, can you go get me another glass? My wife's coming up here in a little bit. Why, why am I like that? Why do I feel like I need to lie to this guy? There's no reason for it. He's probably not interested in me. I'm hideous. In case you it's not like I'm some good-looking guy where he's going to be like, excuse me, I'm going to go ahead and cozy up next to you, mister. No. Dude, I have mental issues. I I, I don't know if it's I'm, I'm self-absorbed, but then again, I'm, I'm kind of intimidated, but then again, I'm shy. I don't want the guy to hit on me, but then again, I don't want him to judge me. I don't want him to think I'm a loser. So, you know, I'm going to lie to him and tell him with my wife. It's just, why am I going through this? I don't know. But I do think the guy was hitting on me. I got to be honest. He was so like, oh, so just one glass for you? Like very, you know, I don't want to say he was hitting on me, but he wanted to do me. I'm telling you. Why would he do that? Why would he say, oh, just one glass? Yeah, I'm in a convention by myself. I want a whole bottle of wine to myself. Problem? Mm, excuse me. Oh, I got so many issues. And now my kids, during the last song, my kid's crying because he has pink eye. Oh, God.
God. He comes up to me today, and he's like, Daddy, my eye itches, and he has yellow gook in it, and I swear I was about to puke in his face. I'm just like, what's in your eye? I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke now just thinking about it. He had yellow gook in both of his eyes. And come to find out, we had to take him to urgent care because it was Memorial Day. He has pink eye. What's pink eye? I don't know. Yellow gook that makes me want to puke. Jesus. Christmas, give me a drink. That's what I get. Uh, that's what I get for only having one glass of Chardonnay. Great. I guess I'm going to uh, wrap it up now because my uh, three-year-old is crying because his eye itches. And I'm going to go in there. Oh, God. I can't deal with like That's my thing. When That's where I draw the line with boogers and with puke. And with eye boogers. And eye gook. I can deal with poop. Look at me. I'm getting sick just thinking about it. I got to go. Let's Let's just wrap it up. It's a late night. Oh, God, I feel sick. It's 1230. It's Memorial Day. And I hope you've enjoyed the very first episode of Coos. I I picture this as sort of uh, something you can listen to as you're falling asleep, maybe. It's what I used to love to do when I was a kid. Just fall asleep to the voice of a man. Wait, what? All right. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and log on to iTunes. You can type in M-I-K-E-K-O-O-Z. You can type in K-O-O-Z podcast, or you can type in Mike and Matt podcast, and uh, and much more. Mike and Matt podcast, a brand new one coming up later this week. Uh, so be sure to keep it here. And if you want to reach out to me and email me for any reason at all, froggycoos at yahoo.com, F-R-O-G-G-Y, K-O-O-Z at yahoo.com. We're going to end it with this. We'll see you next time. It is Coos, the podcast. your daughter the other day well that was weird she had rhinoceros shaped earrings in her ears but hey man have a soda it's on the house remember what I told you about the rooms inside this house but you don't love me that's news to me that's news to me That's news to me